Today we will be considering Baptist Catechism questions 113 and 114. Question 113 asks, what do we pray for in the sixth petition? Answer, in the sixth petition, which is, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we pray that God would either help keep us from being tempted to sin or support and deliver us when we are tempted. Question 114 asks, what does the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer teach us? Answer, the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer, which is, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Teaches us to take our encouragement in prayer from God only, and in our prayers to praise Him, ascribing kingdom, power, and glory to Him. And in testimony of our desire and assurance to be heard, we say, Amen. I would like to read John 17 uh, with you uh, this morning. Hear now the reading of God's holy word. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you gave, have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my, my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And... For their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know 
that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I and them. This is now the reading of God's holy word. May he bless the teaching of it today. This is the second to last Sunday of the year 2023. And, and you'll notice that we have come now to the end of our catechism. Our custom has been to progress through the Baptist catechism together as a church once every two years. And we've done this many times now. And in this way, the essentials of the Christian faith are taught to our members and to our children Uh, with regularity. Uh, We will conclude another journey through the Baptist Catechism today, and uh, we will begin again on the first Sunday of January of of 2024, uh, Lord willing. I'll probably take the opportunity uh, next Sunday to present a brief history of and structure of our catechism, uh, given that we have an extra week. Baptist Catechism questions 113 and 14 deal with the last petition and conclusion of the Lord's Prayer. And, by the way, I I did want to acknowledge and express appreciation for the way that our catechism concludes with this emphasis on prayer. I I love that it does. Sound biblical doctrine is laid down for us in the first third of this catechism, but the last two thirds is especially practical. And, yes, I do agree that All doctrine is practical, but I think you know what I mean. Uh, The last two-thirds of our catechism is especially practical. It is in question 44 that uh, we hear the question, What is the duty which God requires of man? There we are told that the duty which God requires of man is obedience to His revealed will. And this question eventually gives way to a very long consideration of the Ten Commandments. After that we find material on the ordinary means of grace, the last of these being prayer. And we've been considering the topic of prayer ever since question 105, which asks, what is prayer? Answer, prayer is an offering up of our desires to God by the assistance of the Holy Spirit for things agreeable to His will in the name of Christ, believing with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement of His mercies. And here, here I am simply trying to point out that our catechism is not only rich in doctrine, it is also very practical. It does not only tell us what we ought to believe, it also tells us how we should live. We should live in obedience to God's revealed will. We should keep His law. We should partake of the ordinary means of grace that He has given to us. So I think this catechism is wonderful. It is a very useful tool for teaching the people of God. We have come now to the sixth and final petition of the prayer that Christ taught His disciples to pray, which is commonly called the Lord's Prayer. The first petition, remember, is hallowed be your name. The second, your kingdom come. The third, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The fourth, give us this day our daily bread. The fifth, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And now the sixth, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, By the way, do you see that the 
petitions of the Lord's Prayer have a similar pattern to the Ten Commandments. Now, the Ten Commandments, the first four of them, uh, have uh, their, their, their relation to God. This is how we are to worship God. And the last six of the Ten Commandments have to do with our relationship with our fellow man here on this earth. And you will notice that the petitions of the Lord's Prayer follow a, a similar pattern. The first three petitions really are about God in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But the fourth uh, turns its attention to the things of this earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil here on earth. In other words, help us to live as you have called us to live here on earth. When we pray this sixth petition, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we are asking that God would either keep us from being tempted to sin or support and deliver us when we are tempted. The world is filled with temptation, brothers and sisters. And one of the benefits of praying this prayer daily is that we are reminded of this simple reality. When we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we are reminded of the fact that there is a right and wrong way to live. There is a narrow path that leads to life and a broad path that leads to destruction. Not only this, we are reminded that we will often be tempted to stray from the right way. The world, that is to say the sinful world and its ways, will tempt us. The evil one will seek to lead us astray. This is what Peter says. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking one, someone to devour. And our own flesh will often work against us. Yes, it is true that those in Christ have been renewed by the Spirit but we do also confess that corruptions remain even within us. So these are the three ways of temptation. The world, the flesh, and the devil do all tempt us. When we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we are reminded of the reality of temptation, and we are also encouraged to prepare ourselves to walk in a sober, clear-minded, and alert manner. But you will notice that this is no mere reminder. No, in the sixth petition, we make an appeal to God and we ask Him to lead us, not in the wrong way, but in the right way. In the sixth petition, we are requesting that God would keep us from being tempted or that He would support and deliver us when we are tempted. We might ask the question, why the, why the or? Why the either or? here in our uh, catechism answer. Uh, the answer is this. Sometimes the Lord's will is that we be tempted and that we be strengthened through the ordeal of temptation. I wonder if you can think of an example in the scriptures where God permitted a man to be tempted. Uh, you can think uh, of Christ in the wilderness. God did not keep Christ from temptation, but he did keep him through the temptation and we know that God does permit temptation to come to strengthen, to test, and to prove those who are His. James speaks about this when he says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say, when he is tempted, 
I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. What if you heard it in the text? Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. In this context, trials are closely associated with temptations. So our prayer is that God would either keep us from temptation or that he would keep us through temptation. You will notice that this is what Christ himself prayed for in John 17, which I read earlier. I do not typically read such a long text in this second service, but John 17 is so beautiful. I read it in its entirety. What did he pray for? Well, many things, one of them being that his disciples would be kept He prayed to the Father saying, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world and I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you gave gave me out of the world, for they are yours. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now, Jesus says, I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of this world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Now, that is the phrase that I was searching for. I suppose I could have just gone straight to that. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them. From the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So, God's will for his people presently is not that they be removed from the world, not that they be removed from uh, temptation in the world, but that they be kept in the midst of it. And so, we do pray in this way uh, that God would either keep us from being tempted, sometimes that is his will. He He doesn't even allow us to be tempted. But if temptation must come, if it is the Lord's will that we be tempted, then we are praying here for the ability to stand up under the trial of temptation, that we be kept from from sin. Please allow me just to say a couple of things about the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer, which is, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. One, this conclusion is based upon 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13, which says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. That is, again, 1 Chronicles 29, verses 11 through 13. So I think when we say uh, the words, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen, we are to remember this text uh, where uh, greatness and power and might and glory is ascribed to God. Two, this ending of the Lord's Prayer does teach us to take our encouragement in prayer from God only and in our prayers to praise Him, ascribing kingdom power and glory to His name, and in testimony of our desire to, and assurance to be heard, we say amen, and amen means truly, indeed, or let it be so. When we conclude our prayers in this way, um, 
the God of glory is exalted in our minds and hearts. Uh, we are reminded of who it is that we have petitioned. We have brought these desires to God Almighty. He is the one who has set his love upon us. He is the one who has ushered us into his kingdom. He is the one who has all wisdom. He is the one who has all power to accomplish all of his purposes. Being reminded of, of, of God and of his power and glory ought to cause the Christian to, to rise up from prayer. Uh, being greatly encouraged, uh, knowing that though there are such powerful forces in this world that are working against God and His kingdom, God is greater than these. And He is able to keep us and to accomplish all of His purposes. Thanks be to God. Amen? Let's bow for a brief prayer. Father in heaven, we thank You for the gift of prayer. We thank You especially for uh, this prayer which Christ has taught us to pray, which is called the Lord's Prayer. We thank you for the guidance that it gives to us. Do help us to be a people of prayer, O Lord. May we not be slothful in this, but may we come to you daily, bringing all of our desires before you in the way that you have set before us, and may you get the glory in Christ's name. Amen.